Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of Making Money Moves. Now, the school holidays just ended and I can tell you my bank account is hurting. And that got me thinking, Georgia, how am I going to have a social life when it keeps on breaking the bank? Let me tell you, three simple words, saving and budgeting. Looking for simple savings, setting up a little budget. Trust me, it may sound tedious, it may sound boring, but trust me, it makes all the difference and my bank account really appreciates it. So let's get into it. Hey guys, this is Georgia Casamento and you're listening to Making Money Moves. Okay, so diving straight into it, how do we actually create a budget? Well, first thing you're going to do, open up Excel, open up a Word document. Even in your bank app, you can create budgets or you can find little apps in the app store. Like they have, there's so many out there. Find something or even good old pen and paper. There are so many ways that you can create a budget. And let's not get it confused. Let's not mix it up. We're going to have three simple headings. That's going to be your income, your expenses, and your savings. Now, let's break those three headings down. Okay, first things first, know your income, whether it's from a job, pocket money, or you know you'll get like $50 on your birthday. Make sure you know the money coming into your account each month. Now, as I said, this can be from a job, or if, say, in the future you have investments and you're getting paid a dividend at the end of financial year. We'll dive more into that in another episode, but that's just an example. Whatever money is coming in to your account, make sure you know it, especially like just know the base rate because as teenagers, we all have like casual jobs. So our pay is going to fluctuate every month. So I know I will always have my regular Tuesday shift, but that is like my guaranteed shift of the week. But from that only make $64. So if I know that's going to be Like, that's the lowest amount of income I'm earning each week. So I'm just going to budget that money for that week. Or I like to do it in months. So I'm going to, like, estimate how much I'm going to make a month. And if your income fluctuates, always take the lowest amount you expect to get paid. Because you don't want to over-budget and then get to the end of the month and go, like, where did all that money go? You don't feel good. Kind of hurt your soul. So always use the base amount that you're going to get paid and then budget that. And if you get paid more, then you can either reevaluate your budget or you can chuck it straight into savings. You can chuck it straight into your investments or you can buy yourself something nice. Just always budget the base rate you're making every month. Okay, so now we know the money coming into our pocket. Let's work out what money's coming out of our pocket each month, yeah? Let's work out our expenses. I like to set my expenses up in two separate categories. We have fixed expenses and then variable expenses. So 
Fixed expenses is money that you're regularly spending each month that you know won't really change. Maybe it's Spotify premium. Maybe it's a gym membership. Maybe you're paying your phone bill, petrol money, lunch money, rent. Or maybe you're like me and you just love a good spicy chicken burrito bowl every Friday afternoon. I always factor in, what is it, $12.70 to get my spicy chicken burrito bowl from Guzman and Gomez. It's a reward, if you will, getting through the week. I factor that in. That is a fixed expense not going anywhere in my budget. And then we have our variable expenses. This is kind of a rough outline of how much you're expecting to spend on certain things. Say it's changing seasons and I want to go buy myself some cute winter clothes. Say I set aside $100 for that. That's how much I'm willing to spend on some new clothes for the upcoming winter season. Here I might do some bargain hunting and try and fit as many different items of clothing as I can into those $100. But maybe I might go over or maybe I won't spend $100 on that. It's kind of variable. You don't really know, but you're setting an amount that you're willing to spend on that much, on, on that much, on that thing. And you're going to try and stick to it. Yeah. Maybe it's your social life, eating out with friends. Maybe you like to get your nails done. Whatever rows your boat. That is going to be your variable expenses that we're going to have to factor in. In our budget, it's going to be how much you're willing to pay for a certain thing. And don't get bummed out if you go over because you might not spend as much as you expected on another area. So it all kind of balances out. Now, speaking of savings, I'm sure we all love to see when our bank account is looking pretty full. So, every month when you go to do your budget, pay yourself first. Set a specific percentage of your income and put that straight into your savings account as soon as, like, you get paid. So, this, like, whole pay yourself first method like this is the best habit you could possibly ever develop like do this and then budget on from there do that and then budget on from there maybe even take it out of your income so you're not over budgeting okay pay yourself first you will like thank me in the long run because you never want to get to the end of your budget and then go to like allocate savings and realize that you genuinely have no money left it's heartbreaking and you just don't want that. So now you can like, I like to combine the following two methods, but they're like two separate things. So we have two saving strategies. We have a breaking zero. So this is when you budget in every single dollar of like your income into your budget. Now this doesn't mean that you're necessarily like spending every single dollar and that you won't have like spare money left over at the end of your budget it just means that when you like subtract your expenses and your savings from your income you will get zero so this means that you've budgeted and you know exactly where your money's going so you aren't left at the end of the month checking your balance and thinking where did all that money go because you've like broken zero like you know exactly where each thing has gone 
So this means you can budget in investments, you can budget in outings, like your fixed and variable expenses, but when you're done, you like must break even. And then the next method, this is probably the most common one, and that, that this is the one that, I don't know, I was taught in commerce last year. Um, it's also like the main one I saw when I was researching. It's the 50, 30, 21. So you give like 50% of your income to necessary, like your fixed expenses. You give 30% of your income to other expenses and then 20% to savings. Now, I like to kind of like vary up those percentages in so I can add in a percentage towards like investments as well. But we'll get into investing a bit later in a future episode because I think that's going to have to be a three-part series in itself. But always pay yourself first and then I think it's incredible to break zero and you can apply that 50 30 20 method into your breaking zero so that you've kind of divvied up and allocated your money into what you're doing and you know where it's all going so when you break even you're feeling good you're feeling good okay so we've got the budget pretty much down pack. However, how can we actually save this money? We're budgeting it. We're being smart with it. We're being smart consumers. Well, I also want you to be bargain hunters. When you pay yourself first, I want you to set a savings goal for each month. Now, I want you to have a big savings goal up there. By that, I mean, maybe you're saving for a car. Maybe you're saving to pay off, like, your uni debt. Maybe you're saving for a gap year. I know I want to hit Italy, Greece, Croatia, Spain, London, travel back down through Paris. That is the goal. Say, that is my big savings goal. So each month, I'm going to set small monetary savings goals to help me get to that big savings goal and always attach like actual tangible like amounts of money to this so say for my gap year I want 10 grand so I've got like oh I don't know over two years till I graduate ish each month I'm gonna try and save Maybe different amounts depending on the cash flow that month and how much I'm earning and how much I'm spending. I'm going to set little monetary savings goals each month. So maybe that's 300 in March. That's my entire income from March. Or maybe it's even $50 in April because school holidays hit hard. But set, like pay yourself first and then budget from there on, you know, as I said before. And then when you're actually spending money, look, 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 look for the bargains. Now, this comes into more of the social aspect of it. Coming from me, I just had a busy school holidays and have a bit of confession. I ate out a lot. I ate, I went out for, with friends and there was always a meal involved. Let me tell you, no matter how good 
and eggs benedict sounds it is not worth $25 I learned that the hard way guys I learned that the hard way and I am a good lover of an eggs benny but man oh man never again now you might be sitting there thinking okay Georgia I now know how to make a budget and I know not to spend $25 on an eggs benny but that's not really helping me. I still want to go out with friends and I still want to have a good time. Me too. Me too. That's why. Think of alternative things you can do with your friends that aren't going to break the bank. I am a classic picnic girl. Nothing beats a picnic. Also, food from the supermarket that you're going to be taking to the picnic a thousand times cheaper than the food you get at a restaurant. I can guarantee you. Or... Dig back all the way to lockdown. Go for walks with your friends. I love a good walk. You can just chat endlessly and you're getting some exercise in. Or just window shop. I love window shopping. I love window shopping. Just do things that may not, may not break the bank and have fun with it. Always don't let money rule your life. Yeah. Now, I have a bit of a confession. It's a well-known fact that I'm a bit of a coffee fanatic. I do enjoy my coffee in the morning. So much so that at one point I was buying four coffees a week from, my, from the cafe near my school. I love them dearly. Incredible barista, I might say. But that almond cap, $4.50 in the morning. That's over $20, $20 on coffee a week and that's genuinely not sustainable. It might be great supporting the local economy, however I don't have those $20 to be spending on coffee every week. So instead I started, you know, making coffee at home and maybe only buying a coffee once a week or like if I have a really big assessment that day or like I just finished a crazy week of school, I'll buy myself a coffee as a little reward. So it's not something that's like an ongoing expense that isn't really necessary when realistically a like one and a half kilo bag of coffee beans is about $23 and I can get a lot more coffee out of that than the four coffees I'm spending $20 on in a week. So just put it into perspective like that. Also, when you're thinking about your purchases... I like to think of it in like how long it would take me to pay that off, if that makes sense. So I have a lovely friend. I was talking to her yesterday morning and she really wanted to buy this gorgeous dress. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. However, when we checked the price tag, $800. $800. Admittedly, beautiful dress. I loved it. However, I genuinely could not give her a reason why it would be worth $800. And I gave her this little piece of advice, if you will. I said, $800. Say I'm making $12 an hour and I'm only working two shifts a week. That would take me over almost three months to pay off. I don't know if that math is correct. I haven't done any of the calculations. But that would take me roughly three months to pay off if I dedicated all the money that I made 
towards paying off that dress. So no social life, no morning coffee, no Guzman on the Friday afternoons, just paying off that dress. That would take me two and a half, three months. Now, I'm not saying put every single purchase you're ever going to make into perspective of like your hourly rate. That's ridiculous. You're never going to buy anything. Well, I would never buy anything of that because my measly $12 an hour is not cutting it. I, we're not even going to talk about it. It pains me. However, for like a big investment, maybe I am buying a dress that's $100. Or when I bought my phone, I was like, damn thousand dollars gosh apple we are really hiking up the prices but i was like you know what this has to last me at least five years before apple kills it off so i think it's worth it because when you think about it there's over a thousand days in a year am i gonna get if am i in a year in five years gosh excuse me there's over a thousand days in five years so it's going to be less than a dollar a day that I'm using my phone for. That's another way I like to think about my purchases. Say I buy a top that's $30. Am I going to wear that top more than 30 times? Probably. Probably. So I think it's worth it. But also don't use this mentality for everything that you're buying. But if you are on the fence about something, just put it into perspective, you know. And that's how we can be bargain hunters. Or maybe look for coupon codes. Oh my God, honey, I love browse extension, online shopping addiction, probably need to stop online shopping if we're going to stick with the budget. However, if you are online shopping, look for those little coupon codes or go to cafes that give you a student discount or get Spotify premium for students. There are so many bargains out there for, you know, young adults and teenagers that if you just look in the right places, it is so easy to find and that can help you stick with your budget and save money as well. So you can put more towards those saving goals. Or you, can you can invest it or you can have some money to spend on yourself. But please, please, please be a bargain hunter. If you get anything from today, be a bargain hunter. Now, if you want to more accurately gauge, say, your variable expenses and stuff like that, track your spending habits. This will let you understand whether or not your budget is realistic in helping you achieve your savings goals that we're going to set. And so track this over a few weeks or a month or two and grasp the idea of what you're usually spending money on and maybe how you can save money on a day-to-day -day basis. So from tracking our spending habits and searching for daily savings and everything, adjust your budget to, you know, account for these things so you have the money to spend on X, Y, Z and what you enjoy and what you want to spend your money on. Okay, so what are the main takeaways from today? One. Budgeting is a really useful tip. It's a really useful skill to have, especially if you start out young, like you can understand how much you're going to be spending in the holidays or you can just understand how like you need to regularly pay bills or you 
regularly pay for things and you have fixed and variable expenses and stuff like that. And it's just really good to get an understanding of this as a literal kid because you can always ask for help. I'm sure your parents have created a budget at one point in their life. And I'm sure we all want to be saving money. I'm sure we are all saving for something. We all have something we want to buy or something we want to do. And you're not just going to save for that by just, oh, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, no, it's all right. I'll put some money away in my money jar. That's not how it works. Budget it out so you know you are actually working towards those big goals. Yeah. But from today, I just want you to know, make budgeting fun. Don't take it too seriously. And it's an incredibly useful tip and skill to have for your future. But mainly, be bargain hunters. When you're creating your budget, make it a self-care day. Chuck a bubble bath. Take yourself to a nice cafe and create your budget. Because it will make all the difference. Now, I hope we all know the basics of saving and budgeting while we can still have a fun social life. Because guess what? Next week, we've got a guest on the show. Yes, that's right. My nunu, my grandfather, is coming on the show and he's going to teach us how to do our taxes. That's right, guys. We're going to be adulting next week and we're going to be doing our taxes. But for now, good night. Good night. Goodbye.